Hello, David O'Doherty. Hello, Marcia. You won the If Dot Comedy Award, the most recent one. Thank you. That Thank is you very much. The uh, comedy equivalent of the Oscars. <laughs> oh, well, I think they they say that I, I, good people have won it in the past. So you know, the main pressure is not to let the side down. That you know, it's a long illustrious list with Steve Coogan and Fry and Laurie and Kitson and people like that on it. So so you know. Stalin won the Time Man of the Year award once, though. So, you know, you don't want to be the person who ruins the list for everyone else. So that's the thing I'm most conscious of. Have things changed massively since then? I'm briefly interrupting to let you know that I'm Marsha from YesYesMarsha.com and this is from a series of interviews that I did from 2009 to 2011 called Marsha Meets, which were long-form interviews with stand-up comedians that eventually inspired the book Off the Mic, the world's best stand-up comedians get serious about comedy. That book's out now on Bloomsbury Publishing. Back to the interview. Have things changed massively since then? Um, Certainly more people come to the gigs than they used to. I've always, like for about the last three years, I've barely been at home. I've just been, I I play small keyboards, so I travel around with just a suitcase full of small keyboards, like some sort of... uh, 1930s Dust Bowl hobo uh, doing gigs every second or third night. So I keep doing that, but uh, certainly more people come to them now. It's quite interesting. Yeah, yeah. And what about other stuff? Like, have you had crazy offers flying oh, in? Oh, I've become a complete dick. I travel around on a Segway shouting at the homeless, telling them to get their act together. I, uh, yeah, I, I have, um, well, people just take your ludicrous ideas a lot more seriously when you've won an award like this. Uh, because I've always had a lot of ridiculous ideas and I've always been the sort of person who TV people go, oh, God bless, but there's nothing we can ever do with that. So uh, the good news is I, with my friend uh, Claudia and Mike, we're, we've written a book called 100 Facts About Pandas, which is all made up facts about pandas and that's coming out uh uh, next Christmas Amazing. and uh, I want to make some TV stuff but that's all top secret you know but you've done other stuff you've written a children's book before yeah I have written for children yeah, Ronan yeah. Long gets it wrong well done wow it was a big hit obviously with you uh, yeah I wrote that when I was in college when I was about 20 oh, so, really? so before I did stand up I did um, readings for children which was which is the best way to get into stand up because they're much tougher gigs than I was going to say because you do kids shows as well yeah yeah absolutely are yeah, they yeah. tougher than grown ups ah yeah well, well if the audience don't like it they all just get up and go off to the loo in a public library and build a snowman out of toilet paper. That actually happened once. <laughs> no. And yeah, I got weed on. And also, oh, well, the, the, the best heckle ever was a kid who's about six and he just put his hand up once in the middle of a reading and he said, does this get good soon? <laughs> so uh, there's no way back from that, really. That's the end of that. How did you get weed on? There was, oh my goodness. So she was about three and she was just at that age where she was happy to say things even if they weren't associated with other things at all. And her brother was about six and he just hated her. So she'd put her hand up and go, oh, my granny uh, has a stick. And he'd go like, ooh, and he'd give her a punch. And then she just went, oh, my uncle was once in a helicopter and he caught her with a roundhouse. And we were all sat on the floor and she just sort of eyeballed him and eyeballed me and just lifted her skirt (laughs) and just let fly. And uh, yeah, I didn't even know that that people use that as a weapon, but uh, you do when you're three. Yeah. How did you react? Very effective. Well, it was very hard because you know what do you do? You just sort of shake the book and you go, well, let's just carry on. <laughs> let's not inquire what happens in your household. Um, you also made a pop song. You've got a soft focus pop video. It's well, on YouTube. At the let moment. me explain a little bit about that. I made a documentary for Irish television last year where I tried to get a song to number 27 in the Irish charts. I decided that would be that. I didn't want a novelty single to follow me around for the rest of my career. So I decided 27 would be 
high enough up in the charts. And it's quite, it used to be a lot easier to rig the charts. But these days, I have some friends on the inside, wink, and they told me how to do it. So you have to, there's an organisation called Chart Tracker who decide on a given week which stores count towards the singles charts. So we found out some of the stores. And then there's these funny rules like you can only buy one copy of your single. If you buy more than one, it cancels itself out. And you can only buy them 15 minutes apart as well. So we found two record shops that were eight minutes apart. And me or my friend would just walk from one to the other and then back again, just buying one, one, one. So with strategically 260 copies of it bought, we got it to number 30 in the charts. Wow. It's the worst. The The idea of the song uh, is it's not really a reflection of my work. I wrote it in about two hours and just we recorded it with like a hip hop producer in Dublin. Just got him to put on the cheesiest scratching effects and everything. And uh, we made a video for it, this terrible video. But the incredible thing about the video is that the video was made by the guy who directed my TV show. is a guy who made a, a, a movie called Once that ended up winning the Oscar for best song. And somehow with some internet e- uh, website link switcheroo, people thought that that song, the terrible soft focus video with the song we wrote in two hours was the song that had won the Oscar for best song. So I got some baffled emails. People going, yeah, congratulations. But wow, it's not really typical of the sort of thing. Like normally Cole Porter wins that. <laughs> Weird. Well, with that singing, you sing a lot of songs. Like in your stand up, you, you know, you kind of do normal stand up and chat and then you sing a lot of songs normal as well. Normal stand up. Sorry. Oh, no, I don't know how yeah. else to describe yeah. it. Yeah, I go, I do two things. I go like this. Blah, blah, blah. Jibber, jibber, jibber. And then I go plinky plonky plinky plonk on uh, generally on unloved tiny keyboards of the 80s. I kind of have an obsession with uh, Casios and Yamahas just because there's something quite unloved about them. You see them in the windows of cash converters and pawn shops and uh, people have just sort of left them behind. Not me. I like I don't like the ones from the 90s because they sort of synthesize sounds a bit, but they're really early, like those sort of ones. I have a real weakness for them, I think. Did you have them when you were a little kid? Not really. I, I kind of wasn't allowed... Well, it wasn't I wasn't allowed them, but my dad is a proper piano player. So there were always uh, bands practising in our house and uh, uh, there was always a lot of very nice, beautiful sounds. So he didn't really approve of these horrible synthy... I remember my dad's famous quote. Like I, I played him a Postal Service or one of those bands recently and he said, you know what music needs now? And I said, what, Dad? And he went... A power cut. <laughs> so that's kind of his vibe as to what music needs. So he didn't really approve of them. But with you doing songs, playing stuff on a on a keyboard, was that a little bit, you know, little boys, they quite often want to grow up and do what their dad's doing. Yeah, well, I certainly want to become a jazz. I'm a massive uh, jazz obsessive. So um, uh, that, that was what I wanted to do. But then you reach a realisation, you know, when you're about 18 or 19, that, that like proper jazz guys can just hear a thing and then play it and then improvise around it. And, and I, that was never going to happen to me. And, and my dad said, you can't polish a turd once while he was listening to me practice. So that's the, uh, that in short is how I got into stand-up comedy. I must have crushed you. Yeah, but it's a good sort of honesty as well from, uh, from, from the chap. You know, you've got you to doff your hat to that. That's true. You're in a film as well. Yeah, I am in a film. With Dylan Moran. We made a movie last um, winter. My brother wrote it and Mark and Dylan are the leads in it. 
it's a like a very bleak, dark comedy. It's really funny, but everyone dies in it. It's not the sort of film they'll ever make into a PlayStation game. Okay, it, it's coming out here in a couple of months, and it's called a film with me in it. It's called a film with. I play a quadriplegic man with a brain injury. Right. <laughs> it was funny because the uh, the lady who did makeup on the film, I said, because it was hard because you're sat there and sort of strapped into a quadriplegic chair. And, uh, you know, I had to spend a lot of time in the rehab figuring out, you know, talking to dudes and figuring out the best way to do it. But like, so we'd be sat there and we do takes for about two hours and then I just have to get up and I would do have a sort of dance that I do to get rid of the energy. And I said to the makeup lady one day, did you ever work with anyone else who had to be in a wheelchair for a film? And she said, yes. And I said, what was it? And he said, I worked with Daniel Day-Lewis and my left foot. And I said, did he used to get up and do a dance? And she said, no, David, he didn't. He used to come into the set in the morning in character. He'd have his lunch spoon fed to him. And if he needed to go to the loo, someone else would have to wipe his bum. So that was not the sort of method acting that I did. <laughs> she was probably quite pleased. <laughs> uh, can I do something with you? All right. Can I play a little clip of you doing stand-up? Brilliant. It's very short. It was kind of just a bit where you're you're about to introduce a song and you're talking about... I'll just let, I'll just play it. Are you ready to lmao? I've no idea what that means. <laughs> Let's get ready to raffle, though. I know what raffle is short for. It's short for roll on the floor laughing. You would have to say, now that is a slight exaggeration. Would you say anyone in the history of texting has ever seen a text that was so funny they actually collapsed onto the ground, at which point the spasms they were feeling became unidirectional and they were propelled around the room. So text speak stuff, you know a little bit about text speak things, plus David O'Doherty, you often are referred to uh, by other people and I guess by yourself as the DOD. Oh yeah. So I wanted to test you if that's all right, yeah, absolutely. on some like shortenings like that, on oh, some text speak things. Do you know what I think this is going to be like? It's going to be like on uh, Blockbusters. This is going to be like the gold run. Yeah. You know where <laughs> things would be in, uh, in letter form. Okay, go on. Okay. So, well, first of all, this is ones that are kind of either text speak or like internet okay. chat room speak. Okay, go. B-E-G. B-Evil. Great. Big Evil Grin. Is it so really? Almost, yeah. <laughs> Big Evil Grin. Oh, when would you say that? Oh, after you've just gone, yeah, let's set the school on fire. Beg. Yeah, go on. <laughs> F-O-C-L. Is it something rude? No, no, no. None of these are rude. Oh, really? Uh, I don't know. What's F-O-C-L? I could think of a really rude thing as it is. <laughs> um, <laughs> With lover as the last Do thing. you know what? It's actually not a million miles away from something you said in that clip. It's falling off chair laughing. Oh, wow. That's even more intense than all that implies you were sat down in the first place <laughs> expecting it to be pretty funny. <laughs> this one looks rude, right? But it's not really. It's a bit of a weird one. I A N A L. I anal. Is it? Uh, I am not a llama. If someone thinks you are a llama, <laughs> if someone thinks they're MSNing with maybe some sort of. What is it, Marcia? It's I am not a lawyer. No way! <laughs> I'm amazing at this. I'm a natural gift for working this out. Whoa. The idea being, don't expect an in-depth or proper response. To, to whatever so, it so is. I guess if they're talking in a chat room and they say, imagine if someone did say that to you, you just have to call over to their house and just give them a massive wedgie, <laughs> <laughs> a wedgie. Hey, oh, oh, I have to say this because we were talking about wedgies the other day, and my my friend is a girl like you, and she tried to say that there's a lady equivalent of a wedgie called a panky, uh, which is the same thing on a lady. Right. But um, but then uh, we were reminiscing about in our school there was a thing called a penguin. 
which I think should be brought back. A penguin is when you can do it in self-service restaurants like McDonald's. It's when someone's picked up their tray like that, you just go over and you pull down their trousers and then they just have to walk like a I have penguin. Have to shuffle. Yeah, to like put the tray down. So, That's genius. So go on, what's the next one? Okay. Yeah. This is just a bit odd. So oh, this is this is a chat room thing rather than a okay, text thing. Okay. Yeah. F I S H. Fish. Feel. Uh, I was about to say something rude there. Well, uh, S H. What is that one? What's fish? It's first in, still here. Oh, for people who spend all day on chat rooms. I guess so. Well, that is, you know, that's not really an accolade, really. That's uh, I, I, I'm very lonely. That's what that's, <laughs> that's what that's short for. <laughs> Maybe they just made up their own little one so they could feel Fish. special about something. Oh. Some sort of achievement. Oh, bless them. And then, uh, well, this could be text or chat room. N-I-M-B-Y. NIMBY. N- uh, no, I mean bum, bum, bum you. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a short for... No, Almost. I mean, no, I mean bum you. Not in my backyard. Uh, oh, wow. No, it's that total opposite thing then <laughs> to, to no, I mean bum you. Um, do you want some? I've got a couple of uh, personal ad ones. Oh yeah, yeah. I'll have do you want a them? Go. Okay. Yeah. S W C M. Sweaty woman can't mind brackets which sort of dude she gets. Is that what it is? It's single white Christian male. Um, my my friend lives in a very cold Georgian flat, and it's so cold he was recently considering getting together with a, an old flame of his because he was so cold. <laughs> and that's a bad reason to but on a winter's night yeah yeah just purely using the person as insulation I have I have had friends who uh, have like left their keys at home in the past and then just gone oh pull the dude it's like <laughs> easier than waking yeah, up flatmates that yeah, but that's like oh because my shower's broken and I'd quite like to <laughs> go on what's the next one Marcia? I quite like this one HWP hot white person <laughs> is that it <laughs> It's height slash weight proportionate. Oh, so what does that mean? Not a total tubber, or does that mean a roundy? I think that means like if your height is proportionate to your weight, <laughs> that implies you're perfectly circular to me. <laughs> you can be pushed down a flight of stairs just quite happily, like a sumo wrestler or something. Is that a good thing? I don't know. There's going to be a particular fetish for it. Somewhere. Maybe we'll just put some. Um, personal ads in some paper and then just see who turns up then for us yeah yeah it's lots of apparently Count Basie the big band leader was obsessed with tuba players because he hated the the sound of the tuba so if they had a they had a hotel in Chicago and it overlooked a park so we put an ad in the three sort of musician papers going audition for tuba player and uh, he didn't turn up they just watched from their room as like 35 tuba players all arrived at a bandstand <laughs> together. So that's kind of, that's right. Yeah, what's the next one? That's okay, next this is the last one. Yeah. P-H-A-T. Oh, yeah. Uh, please hear a uh, tuba. <laughs> please hear a tuba, is that, that's that, which means that when you turn up, if you don't hear like, <laughs> like that, it just means go get lost because the person's a tuba player and if they like the look of you, they'll give it a toot. It's actually pretty hot and tempting. <laughs> and you'd use that to describe yourself. Wow. Okay. Well, I've learned a lot. Thank you so much. Right. So, David O'Doherty, you are doing a bunch of live dates around the UK and Ireland. All right. I will. <laughs> and people can find all the live dates and venues on your website, which is... Go to davidandardy.com, people. I made it myself. But don't go to my Wikipedia entry. In fact, I encourage anyone to go to my Wikipedia entry and make up facts about me and put them on it because I did an interview last week and the first question was the 
the interviewer went, so what's it like growing up with a father who was a matador? <laughs> and uh, that just livened up the whole thing considerably. <laughs> Amazing. OK, well, we'll see if someone can come up with a, a better one than that and if it comes through in an interview in a couple of weeks. If we read it, then we'll know. Thanks, dudes. Thank you so much. Thanks so much for listening. If you like that, you'll probably love the book that I put together with Deborah Francis White called Off the Mic, The World's Best Stand-Up Comedians Get Serious About Comedy. So asking them things like, what's your writing process? How do you find your voice? What do you think about touring? How do you deal with hecklers? We interviewed 42 stand-ups, including Eddie Izzard, Sarah Millican, Phil Jupiter, Stuart Lee, Mark Maron. It's out now on Bloomsbury Publishing. If you want to find out more, go to Yes Yes marsha.com forward slash off the mic.